Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshke, your host, and I'm so glad that you are with me again. Dawn Kennedy, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. She is with me today again. And uh, we are talking about, uh, we're continuing a message that we recorded uh, for last week. And uh, it's called, I Need a Drink. Yep. It's called, I Need a Drink. You need a drink. We all need a drink. So um, we are talking about the woman at the well. I, w- I was talking at the, the last program and I said, you know, I've always got a glass of iced tea and a glass of ice water with me all the time. I'm always drinking water and tea. Don't drink anything else. Uh, but I'm always hydrating my body. And we need to learn how to hydrate our spirit. Uh, how to drink from the well of living waters. And so just a quick recap, and oh my gosh, there is so much. I don't know how we can do a quick recap, but if we don't, we won't get through. Um, Jesus, you know, he in uh, John 4, he's compelled by the Holy Spirit, drawn by the Holy Spirit to go to Samaria. And he is, uh, you know, Samaria, Samaritans were considered, mm, I guess one way to put it, unclean, or uh, the Jews looked down upon them because they were a mix of Assyrians and uh, that had intermarried with Jews. And so uh, they, the Jews didn't share eating utensils or vessels with them. They only dealt with them with commerce, you know. And so he, they were looked down upon. But Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria. He had a purpose, he had a calling, he had a reason to go there. And uh, so he gets to a city of Samaria called Sukkar. Sukkar. Sukkar means drunken. It means drunken. Now, so that was their heritage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was... Thirsting for wrong things. Thirsting for the wrong things. Uh, that's what they were known for. Drunken. That could have been over my family drunken for many years but God but God God can turn a generation God can change the generations to come praise God he did in my family Um, we broke that spirit of alcoholism off but so he goes to Jacob's well he sits there it's at noon noontime he sits down he's tired Uh, the disciples are out doing other things they're not with him at that moment. Uh, they had gone to buy food, actually. So this woman of Samaria came and sit down beside, uh, comes to the well to draw water. And what does he do? He speaks to her. He speaks to the Samaritan woman. Now, he's a rabbi. She knows he's a Jew. He sits down. This isn't a, a store-type situation, a buying commerce thing, you know, commerce or interaction. He speaks to her. He notices her. Mm-hmm. And he talks to this Samaritan woman. And he, he says to her, give me a drink. Isn't that something? Give me a drink. And she says, how, are you, how is it you being a Jew ask a drink for me? I'm a Samaritan woman. How come you even talk to me? How come you even realize I'm I'm in existence? Which is exactly how we feel before we know Christ, right? Why is he even asking me? Why does he want me? I'm no good. Right. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing in me Mm -hmm. that should make him speak to me. 
But he did. He doesn't know what I've done. Right. <laughs> she said, because the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. See, the Jews felt that they were better. But Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Listen, I've got to move on here because this is a recap. But if you knew the gift of God, if you only knew the gift of God, Lord, I want to know the gift of God. I already have the gift of salvation, but I want to know the gift of God in me every day. Mm -hmm. I want to know what God's doing in me every day, mm -hmm. who he is. There, listen, we'll never come to the end of knowing God. We, we will always be being fascinated. May we, the song says, may we never lose our wonder. Wide-eyed and mystified, you know, uh, may we ever know our king. In other words, so excited about him. So wanting him. So being overwhelmed with him that we just keep coming back for more. See, although I've known him for 46 years, I want more. I don't know all there is to know, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But he's so awesome that he just comes and he begins to um, get pour into us something new about himself, right? Mm -hmm. He wants us to experience him. He, he doesn't want us to settle for dead religion and, and rites and tradition, but a, a live relationship, right? That's what he offers us. So if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's speaking to you, do you know who's speaking to you? That's a word right there. Who's speaking to you? What voice are you listening <laughs> yeah, to? What, who's speaking into your life? What cup are you drinking from? What's, what is your source? Are you listening to ungodly, maybe well-meaning people? Are you li listening even to Christian people that really don't know the word or don't have your best interest at heart. At heart, You need to listen to the Spirit of God. Now, he can speak through people, but you need to listen to the Spirit of God. Do you know the they gift of God? They should be a confirmation, yeah. not a directive, right? right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, direction, directive, mm -hmm. a direct uh, confirmation of what God has already spoken to mm -hmm. you, and it should ring true in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And it always, always, always lines up with the Word of God. So... He, he's offering her uh, a drink and to know the gift of God and to listen. Every day, there's a gift of God given to us. Every day, he gives us a drink. Uh, every day, he speaks. Whew, that's good right there. Mm -hmm. We could just stay the rest of the program on that. And she said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? How do I get some of this stuff? She's starting to see, hey, he's not talking maybe about... Maybe there's something I want. Maybe there's something beyond just water in this well. There's something more than I've ever experienced. experienced. And isn't that like God? There's always something more than we've, that we have not yet experienced. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, that's a wonder in the, in the relationship. And uh, so he said, she said, are you greater than our father Jacob? This is Jacob's well. You know, he gave us this well. He drank it from it himself, his sons and his cattle. Are you, are you more than him? Because that was what she related God to. But here the living water is sitting here talking to her. And he says, whoever drinks this water shall never thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. 
So you drink from Jacob's well, you're going to thirst again. If you drink from the well of this world and try to satisfy a spiritual problem with a physical substance or person or thing, it's not going to satisfy you. She's starting to, maybe he's talking about something That's how else. people get addicted, right? Yeah, yeah. Take some, yeah. take but, some more, take some yeah. more, and, and be- they can't live without it, but they... Right. It's not doing the job either. Well, because it's temporary. Right. What it does do, the, the little feeling they get or the, the get away from the pain that they experience or the, the high that they experience, it's just temporary. And then you're back to reality. Mm-hmm. And reality when Jesus, comes yeah, Jesus <laughs> wants to change your reality, he wants you to encounter the spirit of God. So that's what's going on here. And, uh, he said, whoever shall drink of this water, it shall become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Don't you want a, a, a spring, a fountain springing up in you uh, into everlasting life? And she said, sir, give me this water. She's like, wow, I need this. Do you recognize that you need this? Do you recognize you need it every day? I do. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just talking about salvation, which is the most important decision you'll ever make. You need to get saved. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He needs to be uh, the Lord of your life. He died for you. He is the living water. Uh, he is the one that died for your sins. He paid the penalty for all of your sins. But that's he bore not them. all. <laughs> but there's more. Like that commercial. Right. That's not that's all. That's not all. It's more than... <laughs> Your eternity in heaven. It, salvation is that, that rescue, that deliverance, that help, that healing, that recovery, that prosperity. Uh, everything you need for this life. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. So it's everything that you have need of is in him. And so that's what he's offering us. But we have to understand that uh, we need to go daily. Mm-hmm. Right? We need to daily do this. Uh, she... So she's not, she's starting com- to connect. And he said, she said, um, where am I, Don Verse? Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Yeah, it was 13. That I thirst not anymore, nor come here to draw. See, she didn't want to keep coming back to these, to the well that was not satisfying her. It could be the well of alcohol, the well of wrong relationships, whatever. And so... He said to her, go, call your husband. Now he gets down to the meat of it. He gets down to the problem. He gets down to the source. Go call your husband and come back here. Sir, I have no husband. I don't have a husband. She didn't even try to cover it up. No, she (laughs) says, this is what it is. But she didn't tell the whole truth either. She didn't say, even the one I'm with, I'm not married to. Right. She said, I don't have any husband. You know, she's she's like, I think I'll share a little bit here, but not all the way. I don't want to give it all. Jesus wants it all. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the, he wants it all. The ugly, the whole, everything. And so... That's kind of a key to our healing sometimes is to admit in the ugly, yeah, right? right, yeah. <laughs> and, and this, uh, to me, because he knew, but he was an attention getter. Go call your husband and come here. He got her attention because she had to get rid of the root of the issue for her to receive, truly receive the living waters. And she said, sir, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. Five times she tried to fix herself and it didn't work. And now she's with another man that is not her husband. You know, I've shared it many times. My mother 
had six husbands. Of course, she got a, the last one worked out really well, praise God, and was married to him till the day she went home to be in heaven. And uh, it was awesome what God did. Um, but the five previous were broken marriages. Rejections. Rejections and, and just running and mm-hmm. going and uh, not being satisfied, right? So the five husbands said you, he, he wants her to realize you've tried six times to fix this with men. It's not working. But the seventh time, the yeah, perfect time, the baby, perfect time. I got you. <laughs> she said, I don't have a husband. And I brought out the last time out in Hosea 2.16. He says, you shall no longer call me Baalai or Baal, which means Lord, like a heathen God. But you shall call, and that's like a master, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're, you know, a robot. Mm-hmm. He, but you shall call me Ishi, my husband. That kind of sounds like a yeah. term of endearment. Right, yeah. It means Hi, husband. Ishi. Yeah, Ishi. Ishi. Relationship. <laughs> uh, Loved, beloved, love. protected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, purchased, as in, I'm going to provide for you. I'm mm-hmm. going to take care of you. We're in covenant together. Mm-hmm. Provision, protection. My protector. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, safety, mm-hmm. safety. I love it. I love it. I love it. God's word is just so awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again and again. Yes, yeah. yes. For you, she said. You, he said. You've had no husband. You have five had five husbands that you spoke truly. The one you're with is not your husband. Here she says this. Now we're back to where we left off. The woman said to him, "Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet." Yep, I would say so. so? (laughs) Yes, yes, He's reading my mail. (laughs) Right. See, sir, I see and understand that you are a prophet. Uh, Jesus knows you completely and loves you completely, no matter what. No matter what the situation, he loves you completely and he knows you completely. Uh, He doesn't turn away from the ugliness. He He wants to set you free. He said, I see you're a prophet. Uh, In my one of my Bibles, the, the commentary says that had to do with the belief of the Samaritans and their interpretation of whom the Messiah would be. So they were looking for a Messiah too. Mm-hmm. And then she says, now she's she's confused. But she didn't want to quite call him that yet. No, she no, she wasn't <laughs> going quite there yet. She said she she didn't understand. She said, "Our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship." And so. She co- she's getting confused. She's speaking uh, of a literal mountain, which was about 50, mi- 50 miles north of Jerusalem. And that's, in a sense, my commentary says they worshipped the mountain itself. But she, and she, when she says, you know, um, that you are a prophet, she admitted that Jesus fit the profile of the great prophet who had come as Moses had predicted. But she was perplexed because he was a Jew and worshipped in Jerusalem, which the Samaritans believed were false. She's all confused. She she doesn't know what to believe because she had been they taught falsely. They weren't welcome in that yeah. temple in the temple of Jerusalem. Right. They weren't. She couldn't get there. Right. She would not be accepted. But in Samaria, they worshipped five heathen gods. They had five heathen gods, and so it's it was very confusing to her. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour comes where you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. So, uh, in another commentary, it says, Mount Gerizim, in which the Samaritans built a temple as a rival place of worship, 
since they were not welcome in the Jerusalem temple. They weren't welcome. And so Jesus begins to explain to her, the hour comes when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour comes, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, basically, what matters is not where one worships, but the attitude of heart and mind, mm-hmm. right? He's bringing her into a new paradigm. This whole encounter is about a destiny-changing, life-altering shift in this woman's life, who had had five husbands living with a man and was outcast even among her own people. He wants to shift the whole atmosphere, and you will see later, even of the whole region. Mm-hmm. He wanted to shift her understanding and bringing her out of the old system of uh, religion into a relationship, an ishy mm-hmm. relationship of husband. Showing that God's love is for everyone, not mm-hmm. just one person. Right. Not just one sector, one exactly. denomination, one people. One yeah. people. Mm-hmm. At what matters is not where one worships, but the, where one The attitude of the heart and the mind. True worship is not mere form and ceremony, but spiritual reality, my commentary says, which is in harmony with nature, with the nature of God, who is spirit. Worship must also be in truth, that is, transparent, sincere, according to biblical mandates. Now, so she's hung up on where to worship, and she's still not quite sure who or what to worship, but she can't even figure out where to go to worship. But she's, she knows she's her hungry. interest is sparked. <laughs> yeah, because she's talking about mm-hmm. living waters. And he's telling and her a the, gift. Tru- the truth about herself. Yeah. He, she, he's, already, he's talking to her about a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, in her mind, I'm sure he's th- she's thinking he's lowered himself to talk to me because he's a rabbi. And a Jew won't even have anything to do with the Samaritan. Won't even eat from the, from the same type of utensils. And I'm a woman on top of that. And he's offering a gift and living waters. I mean, you know, that's got to be stirring up the Spirit of God. And, you know, like I said before, sometimes God will ask you a question and set you up for something that's to come so that you can come to a realization, hey, hey, what I'm doing is not working. This is not where I want to be in life. This is not what I want to do. This is not who I want to be. I need a change in my life. Something's got to give. And he's just so gently, tenderly, kindly leading her to a place of revelation. These five husbands didn't do it, sister. (laughs) Neither is the man you're living with. And to us, he might say the same thing, or he might say, those drugs are never going to get it done. That alcohol is not going to get it done. That relationship, all that money, that house, that car, your career, fame, it is not going to do it. That religion and ceremony and rituals, it ain't going to get it done. But I am the one that's right here before you. I am the answer. I am the fountain of living waters that shall come up and be a fountain of springing up continually. And so he's trying to get her straight on this, right? Because she's focusing on the wrong thing. What mountain and what to an- what do you even worship? And so <clears throat> he begins to explain, explain it to her. He is telling, he's, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me. He wants her to really listen. 
to what he's saying and then to believe it. You know, it's not this mountain or in Jerusalem uh, where you go to worship the Father. He's, in other words, he's saying Calvary, it, which did away with the entire Jewish system, would introduce a new way of worship. Now, he hadn't yet died. But he is, he's beginning to usher in. He's beginning to explain. See, he wanted to bring her into a new experience. But there was about to be a change from the old Jewish rituals and ceremonies, killing of animals, having to go to the high priest and having to be forgiven, you know, um, by presenting these shedding of blood. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus Christ was going to shed his blood. The sinless Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world to ca and carried every single one of our sins, of all humanity, for all time, it came on, down on one man, on one cross. Mm -hmm. And he drank the wrath against that sin, the Father's cup of wrath. He said in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. If it's possible. Can you imagine him hanging there and all the weight of the sin of every person that has ever lived or ever will live just all of my sins, Don, would have killed him. Mm -hmm. All of my sins for my entire life would have been more than enough mm -hmm. to weigh him down and kill him. But think about all of humanity, him taking the penalty of the wrath of all those things that and drinking down the wrath because a holy God cannot abide sin. Mm -hmm. there had to, the wages of sin is death. And Jesus said, I'll go. This is what he's trying, he's beginning to teach and show people he, that there's going to be a change in the way things were done. It would be, the veil would be ripped open from top to bottom. And he says, come on in, come on in. And I ma made the sacrifice. I died in substitution for you. I paid the price and to bring you into a relationship so you can have an issue my husband relationship. And the word says that he gives us all a measure of faith. So it's already in you to receive what he has for you. That's right. It's already in you to step forward in faith, to receive him as your Lord if you haven't done that. He's already in you to move forward into the good things of God. He's already put it in you. That was his plan all along. He always saw you as family. Mm -hmm. It was his plan from before the earth was formed to come and get you. He has good for you. Yeah. Nothing but good for you. Nothing but love for you. He doesn't care what you've done, where you are, what you've been. He's coming for you. And you already have in you enough faith to move forward in God. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the Spirit of God... Just like he went after this woman. Mm -hmm. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. He made it a point to go through Samaria that Jews tried to skirt around mm -hmm. to be at the exact moment in the heat of the day at Jacob's well where this woman who was place. known. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a low place, a hot place. He's weary. Despite being yeah, tired. Yeah, mm -hmm. he goes and he sits there. And waits for this woman to come so that she can have an encounter with him. That's the way he does. And he's doing that for you today. And again, he doesn't flinch at our circumstances. No, he does not. He doesn't flinch not only at our circumstances, but but what we're doing right then. What we've done. You know, right. what, what, what all what we've I'm done. Saying, no matter what you're doing or where you've been, right. he's, he's not scared of it. He's not going to shun from it. No. Not going to run from it. He's coming after you. He's coming after you in a good way. In a good way. So he said, she, you know, she says, you, he told her, you worship what you don't even know. 
He admits no words. This is my commentary saying this, telling her plainly that the Samaritan way of worship held no validity with God. Regrettably, it is the same with most presently. He didn't even, he said, we know, we Jews know what we worship for salvation of the Jews, meaning that through the Jewish people, the Son of God will bring salvation by going to the cross. <laughs> and so he says, the hour comes and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. See, God is not looking for holy worship. He's looking for holy worshipers, right? <laughs> uh, Calvary would make all the difference. He would make it possible that you and I could come. We don't have to present a blood sacrifice. Thank God. The blood was already sacrificed. Thank God. Yes, thank God. And Jesus' blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat. Mercy, the mercy seat. So that you and I can come to the mercy seat and not have to go to the judgment seat. Right? And so he, he, he did all that for us. Um, because God's not after ceremonies and rituals. He's after relationship. I just have to keep going back to Hosea 2.16. You shall no longer call me Balai or Lord or Master, but call me Ishi, my husband. A relationship. A relationship where you provided, cared for, protected. That's what he wants for you. Oh my goodness, we're going to have to pick this up the second half of the hour. Don't go anywhere because it takes us just a flash to reset. Um, but guys, call our prayer line. It's free. 866-241-0579. We have anointed, trained prayer ministers that will pray for you, a come in agreement with you, uh, that will pray for you for your salvation, uh, that will send you out things free to help you, and also that pray for healing, deliverance. You know, maybe you have caught your, you found yourself where this Samaritan woman was trying to satisfy a spiritual problem with a physical source, a physical substance, alcohol, drugs, or sex, uh, wrong relationships. I don't know. No matter what it is, you can be set free. You can be healed up. You can be filled up with the presence of God today. So call our prayer line. It's free. 866-241-0579. Go to our website. Oh my goodness, we have tons and tons of free prod podcasts of the radio shows. And not only that, we have uh, videos of our TV programs, the Be Free TV program that airs on Impact Christian Network. And so go to lueda.org, L-U-A-D-A.org, and you can um, just be ministered to. That's what we do it for. That's what we do it for. And hey, if you want to give to our uh, ministry to help us keep preaching the gospel, uh, we will use it to see the king to see the kingdom of God come and for people to get set free. You can do that on our website or through our prayer line. And you know what I believe? Whenever you join with us, either through praying for us or giving, that you then become a part of that harvest. You begin to be a part of the harvesters and the reward that comes. You partake of that reward and you partake of that anointing on this ministry. So if God tells you to, do it and uh, we'll be ever so grateful we'll love you and we will be right back don't go anywhere <laughs> 